Good morning, ladies and gents, ghouls and germs. This week we have for you an interview that we recorded previously with Jeff Scott from Dog Days, which is in downtown Bremerton. But first, I'm going to lay out a little bit of news for you. Dog Days is having their anniversary party on September the 2nd. This is going to kind of coincide with the Blackberry Festival, which is running from September 2nd through September 4th. We had a request from a listener who asked if we could put some more kid-friendly news, some baby-friendly news in our news list. So please know that the Blackberry Festival is family-friendly. Also on September the 2nd, Hale's Barrel House will be hosting a trip on the double-decker bus. They're going to go up to Smoke and Moe's Barbecue in Shelton. So if you'd like to ride up on the bus and eat some barbecue, that sounds like it would be a good time. On September the 9th, we have both Val Hall's anniversary party in Paulsbow and Manette Fest, which is happening in Manette and Bremerton, which Derbloken is going to participate in. Manette Fest is also kid-friendly, and of course, Derbloken has a family-friendly seating section. Oops, I accidentally jumped ahead of myself a little. On September the 7th, Silver City is going to be launching their October Fest And they will also be having an event with a raffle and t-shirts and brewers will be there. And all of that is going to happen at the Silverdale restaurant location, which is also kid-friendly. The Palsbo Beer Run is here, Oktoberfest edition. Get yourself some lederhosen, a nice hat. I like to call Palsbo Beer Run Day um, Hobbit Day. It's a good excuse to wake up early, have a breakfast, run around, drink a bunch of beer, and then have second breakfast. And yes, it comes in pints. On September the 30th, we have Drafts and Drums on the Drag, which is hosted by the Bremerton Motorsports Park. They're going to have eight local breweries pouring craft beers, three bands, uh, local vendors, pinup models, cool cars, all of that kind of stuff. I could not find a note as to whether or not that one was kid-friendly, though, so you might have to look into that one on your own. Also on September 30th, there is the Cider Swig, which is going to be down in Gig Harbor at Semmel Homestead Park, which is my favorite park for catching Pokemon in, in case you're curious. That event is kid-friendly. They will have a cider garden, like a beer garden, so you just can't take the kids in there. Uh, You can go run around, gotta catch them all, drink all the cider. Oops, looping back a little again on September the 12th, Cash Brewing in Silverdale is going to be having a musical tribute to the one and only cash johnny cash that is the bands listed here are uh, the dan in black dan whims and the rock island line so if you like some johnny cash music you can head out there and get some beer and listen to johnny cash music and then last but not least what is possibly the most exciting news this snuck up on me i thought i was watching for it but they went right under my radar western red brewing in paulsbo is now open hooray clapping noises So I'm going to have to make an effort to get over there. If you do go, let us know what it's like. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, on with the interview. All right. 
We're recording. I think we're... What round is this? Four. This is round four. Round four with Dog Days. Out in Bremerton. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Jeff Scott, uh, owner and head brewer of Dog Days. So, you're in Bremerton. Yes. On 4th Street. Right. In what looks like to be a really optimal position between what's going to be two big apartment buildings when they're done. Uh, eventually, yes. The, the, the apartments out here are really growing. Um, there's two other big projects. One, of course, is the Roxy opening up in December, which um, can have anything from live film to indie films and to actual live um, events there. And then the big event or the big uh, transformation that we're all hoping for and that's still kind of in the works is renaming the block Quincy Square after Quincy Jones. Oh, that's neat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Huh. Are you going to strike up a deal with the movie theater and be like, get your beer here, and then... Yeah, we, we you know, we kind of... They've been very quiet about what they're doing and how they're doing it, but they say, and they keep saying, December is going to be the time frame to open. I'd love to punch a hole right through this wall and just be able Put to serve door. right there, yeah. But, <laughs> Have your own bar, right? <laughs> exactly. Huh. But I don't know if that's actually going to work or not, but just the fact that, you know, there's 600-some people seating capacity in there is going to help us, definitely. Well, and who knows what's in the middle of that wall in a building this old? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You might find some hidden treasure. You could. <laughs> you just take a, uh, what are those, uh, comb the beach with them? Metal detectors. A metal detector? Yeah. Just take a metal detector to the wall. <laughs> you might find some crazy stuff in there. You never can tell. Could be like your uh, prohibition hole in the bathroom. Right. John has never seen the bathrooms here, by the way. <laughs> the bathrooms are a spectacle, yes. They're fun. I feel like okay. we should record you upon your first entry to the bathroom. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. One of the bathrooms may or may not have a hole in the wall. I don't know how it got there. But it's labeled as, this is a Prohibition era hole where we used to dump liquor down it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, good thing, yeah, you can name it something else. And it would be a very different ink. Encounter? Ink, yeah. 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 That's called a glory hole. Well, yeah. I think that's what it actually says on the wall, but I don't know. I mean, my business partner, Sharon, she's very, very creative, so she does a lot of the creative things around here. Nice. Okay. I see that you poured us a delightful array of beer here. We try. Do you want to walk through some of your beers? Sure, absolutely. What um, do you think your best seller is? Probably right now. Um, well... The story I like to tell a lot of people is we're kind of still in our research and development phase of Dog Days. We had a three-year plan, and when this location became available, it turned into a three-month plan. So we had to jump, and we had to really move. The only part that was easy about it was we walked into an open working brewery. So right. we actually started brewing day one. So we're still kind of in our planning phases to find our staple beers. There are a few, like we were talking about, Hop Along Bananas definitely going to stick around because it's very popular. Um, we do have a couple of choice IPAs that we run in the wintertime and run in the summertime. The summer one is called uh, Rough Day IPA, and mm -hmm. it's a New England-style IPA, so it's real juicy and real uh, citrusy. And then we also have our Smash of the Titans, which was our winter um, IPA, and it was very popular. As a matter of fact, it was so popular, we ended up uh, bringing it out to the Point Casino for a little while and did that whole brewer's dinner, and that yeah. was like the showcase beer of the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, and it was really, it was really popular. Which one is your favorite? Well, uh, I really like the green chili beer that, of course, is not on right now, but it's because uh, it's a seasonal. Um, I also am really enjoying the uh, Bonjour, the cucumber saison. It came out very, very well. 
and then the, the coffee stout, you know, if I feel like drinking in the morning, that's the, the beer I'm going to grab for because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got a little caffeine in it and gives you a little buzz. So, Do you guys um, dump espresso into it, or do you actually put coffee grounds in the beer? And We, we use cold brew coffee. Cold so, brew, nice. Yeah. That shit is good. Yeah, That's really the good. only coffee I drink now, basically. I'm kind of the same way. I used to drink, you know, your, your typical lattes and all that stuff, but now it's like when I go to Starbucks, if I do, I, I'm reaching for cold brew. I'm going have, there. Have you had the nitro cold brew? Yes, and it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. It's like drinking a nitro beer. And they get even created the top of the lid so the foam gets on your upper lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just amazing. You amazing. could tell they were kind of branching into another market with that one. They're yeah. like, all right, let's get the beer people into the sure. Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, normally I get cream in all my coffee, but with the nitro cold brew and just the regular cold brew. Yeah. Smooth enough to go straight. Absolutely. Doesn't even need it. So which one would you like to start with? You guys go ahead. Whatever one you feel you <laughs> want to jump on. I mean, they're all, like I said, we don't, we're not like a typical brewery that has three or four or five IPAs. We like to spread the wealth and like to do some different styles so people get variety. So number 10 is closest to me. Okay. The cucumber saison. You said yeah. that was one of your favorites. Yes. Something you can drink on a nice hot day. Now remember uh, Scott from Slaughter. He taught us how to technically taste things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna slurp. You're not. You're not gonna aerate it. I'm not gonna slurp into the microphone this time. <laughs> no, not at all. We yeah. love you though, Scott. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. He's like, I like going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott's a really good friend, right? He's a great guy. He's. Very awesome. Oh, that's nice. The cucumber is really present. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good color. It's like a dark, goldy color. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, and it uses a French Saison yeast, so it's got that little bit of difference in Saison, but when you add 108 cucumbers to a batch of beer, you're going to get <laughs> some out of it. Did you count them? Yeah, we did, actually. <laughs> Sharon, you buy that many. The uh-huh. reason was is because Sharon complained so much about it because she peeled every one of them, and then my daughter was here putting them in a oh, juicer no. to put it in the beer, and her hands, she held them for so long they were green. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so how can you automate that process? Because that's actually super refreshing summer beer. That yeah, is. and that's probably what it'll end up being for us as a summer beer because it's yeah. you know I just don't know if it would go off well in the winter time, but you it's should hold definitely. a party and tell all of your patrons that they should come and peel cucumbers <laughs> yeah. for you and be a part of the process. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good though. I like it because so the cucumber is more forward than I expect it to be. It's really mm-hmm. present, yeah. and then when it finishes, it does finish like a saison kind of right. weedy and warm in the back of your mm-hmm. mouth. That's nice. Yeah. And everybody, I mean, almost everybody likes that beer with the exception of the people that just say, well, Saison's are not my thing. So, okay, they don't even try it. It's all good. That's when you're like, okay, yeah. let me give you something else. Exactly. And then you pour the same beer into <laughs> it and you give it to me. Like, what do you think? It's like, oh, that's actually really Well, really that's good. a Saison. Yeah. <laughs> all right, John, we should do this. I want to tell everybody um, okay. that I love this beer. It's delicious. And the first time I had it, I was sitting in here and I texted John and I was like, this beer is amazing. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, it's called the Basic Bitch Salted Caramel Brown. And he was like, you can't put salt in a beer. I don't want any salted caramel beer. I was like, but it's so good. So now we're going to make him try it. We're going to settle this. Yeah. Are you you ready, John? Well, it kind of reminds me of that toasted marshmallow thing that you tried at... um, In Oregon at um, 
Yeah, I know which bird you're talking about. Which camp. one was it? Yeah, base camp. Base that's camp. Right. It is adorable that they yeah. toast, toast the marshmallows. Even on, the on side. a little sampler, they take a mini mushroom and blow torch it and yep. stick it on the cup. I know quite a few people who don't like beer who would drink that. It's a dessert in a glass. Yeah. It's delicious. It's definitely one and done, though. Yeah. You wouldn't want three of them. No. You'd, you'd probably feel a little sugar sick the next morning. Can you guys take a guess at what the, the secret thing to make that taste the way it does? Because mm. there is an element of that that we put in it that it shocks people when we tell them. And if you were at the beer, the Bremerton Beer Festival, you would have had a hint because we had them laying all over the booth. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I went. I was there, but... That's where we debuted that beer. We had it at the... That, that and the cucumber first arrived at the festival. I have no idea. There's so much going on there. Yeah. I mean, my my only guesses would be the normal things. You know what I mean? It's like, not a My brain's thing floating around like molasses and brown sugar. And I'm right. like, none of that is the secret ingredient. No. No. It's Werther's candies. Really? Nice. <laughs> That's where the caramel comes from. That's right. <laughs> huh. That's interesting, and they just melt. Yeah. They just melt. They go right Pretty in. Much, yeah. You put them in the boil, and they go away. That's probably easier That's than awesome. dealing with gallons of Absolutely. caramel. Exactly. <laughs> they could possibly hit the bottom of the kettle and scorch and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Huh. We just put them in a bag, and pretty much melts away. That's awesome. It also kind of explains why I love it so much because I do love where there's candies. Yeah, well, you know, and that the the whole thing with that beer is I had no clue. Somebody told me I didn't know what a basic bitch was. I, you know, I'm 45 <laughs> years old. I, that's not my thing. But when they explained to me what it was, it made me laugh, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And and when when we did have it at the festival, and we still do it occasionally, we're just we've been out of the margarita salt. But with the festival, we put caramel on the rim and we salted it too. Oh, so it did give cups. you the yeah, and that the only complaint about it was was it was very messy at the festival. Because <laughs> people were walking around, they were like, "Okay, I need you to double wash my glass because it's got caramel all over." Right, it looked delicious. So I was I was pouring for Slaughter County at the festival, mm-hmm. and so people were walking up to the booth and giving us their cup, and I was like, "What did you do to this?" <laughs> it's probably because they just <laughs> been with us, yeah. <laughs> very cool. Okay, let's see. The next one up is eight. Call of the Mild. This is one of our beers that we just kind of, we brewed it because we thought it would be popular for people. And we do, believe it or not, get a lot of people that come in here, usually older people, that say, you know, I'm a Coors Light drinker. What can mm-hmm. you, what can yeah. be like that? And I said, well, I'm sorry for your terrible stuff, <laughs> and, but drink this beer and it'll taste a lot better. But it's like Coors Light. It's, it's low in alcohol and it's very mild, and but it's got a good taste to it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, for, it does, for it a says light. what, 3.8? 3.8%. So, yeah, you could drink it all day and you'd be fine. Yeah. Very that, crowd that, friendly. That has some good flavor to it. That's a uh, beer pong beer for sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, what's next? Number three. Number three is, ooh, a coffee stout. That's so the this is the breakfast beer. That has the cold brew in it. Ooh. I haven't had enough coffee today, so. This will definitely give you some more. <laughs> Yeah. Who makes your cold brew? Do you guys do it? Yeah, well, we it just depends. We kind of play around with what coffees. We've used a couple in the past. One, uh, I'm sure you guys are both familiar with El Balcone right around the corner. They, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The gentleman that owns El Balcone, he also owns a coffee company in El Salvador, and he's brought some coffee over to us, and we use that for our first batch. And our second batch, I think we just kind of went to wherever and got some coffee. But we, you know, we take the coffee beans and grind them and or have it already ground, and then we put the cold brew in, 
-hmm. to a fermenter that we have, and we just kind of let it sit for a couple days, four or five days, whatever the case may be, and then we add it to the finished product of the beer. And cold brew coffee is supposed to be um, a little higher caffeinated than a normal coffee. Yeah, it usually is, because, you know, when you you put hot water in it, sometimes you get a little of that caffeine burn out of it, but not with cold brew, you know, it's just cold beer, and we just roll it in the cooler and let it sit in there for a couple days, and... Do you, nice. do you bottle anything yet? No, we don't. We're still, like I was telling uh, her earlier, we're kind of, we're plan. still, yeah, we're rookies. <laughs> we're still young, and but we're getting there. We'll eventually get there someday. I had the, uh, the Valhalla came out with this coffee stout uh, last winter, mm-hmm. and you drink three of those things at nighttime because you just want beer. Yeah, you're still going. You're, 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 you're wired, you're ready to, yeah. all right, what, what are we doing next? That's a precursor we have to give people about that one. I said, you know, if you're one of those kind of people that stays up with coffee, don't drink this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely in there, yeah. That's awesome. It's good. The coffee is a very warm, like, very upfront smell, but it doesn't finish super coffee in the back. If I recall that particular batch, we we bought some coffee beans that had uh, had hints of toasted coconut in it, so we were trying to go for that, Mm -hmm. give it that toasted. I was going to say, it has a roasted, toasted Mm -hmm. flavor to it, for sure. What was the idea behind... um, doing a coffee stout instead of just a basic? Well, I think when we're, of course, all of us, all four of us, the partners, we're all big beer lovers. We drink just as much as the people that come in here. You know, we, yeah. and we're, when we're not working on Saturdays and Sundays, well, most of us, we all are not working on Sundays, but Saturdays, a couple of us are off. And that's usually what we do. We end up going to breweries. Yeah. And we go, like, the only place I don't think we've hit so far in this area, or at least in the immediate places, is Bellingham, which there's a ton up there. We just haven't been able to so make it. Away. It is such a far trip. But, <laughs> but we'll hit Tacoma regularly, Seattle, you know, and everything. And one of the beers that really we loved was the Pale Rider from Elysian. I don't know if you guys have had it. It was, hmm. but what was weird about it was it was light. It didn't. I don't know how I they have did had that. that. And I, it, it was one of those beers where we were like, man, could we do this? But you know, obviously, we don't want to copy Elysian. We don't want to look like a bunch of copycats. So we decided, okay, we'll just do a, we'll do a coffee stout ourselves, but how can we make it different? And that's where we chose the cold brew route. Yeah. That's interesting. That's one of those beers I know I had it, and I was sitting there going, what was it? What was it? I remember, though, because I ordered it because it said coffee stout, and then when it showed up, it was pale. Yeah. And we, I was like, what is this? We were oh. racking our brains when we had it. We thought, you know, it could be white coffee, or it could be, because we've heard that if you just take coffee beans without grinding them and soak them in water, they'll get some flavor, but they won't change color a lot. So I don't know if it was that or... Well, they could probably buy a bazillion pounds of coffee beans to do that. And exactly. get plenty of coffee With all the money they have, yeah. And since the lesions now in Bud Budweiser, just rip them off. Exactly. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Also, Schilling, um, who's a cider company, uh-huh. they make a coffee cider. And it also pours light. Oh, wow. So I have no idea how they do it. Hmm. Also, you wouldn't think coffee and cider would be the best compliment, but yeah. it's surprisingly good. Well, See, white coffee has very, like, almondy yeah. taste to it. Yeah. So, nutty. Yeah, kind of, yeah, nutty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it tasted like a nutty, nutty coffee, then it could have been the white coffee. Right. But huh. hmm. It's interesting. Something to mull over. Yeah. Okay, so this one is the Hopalong. We kind of touched on this earlier before we started recording. Um, dog days, long time ago, this was wobbly hops. Right. And the hop-along banana is kind of the, One of their the homage yeah. to them. Yes. We, we really didn't do much to change the recipe. We did add lactose to it, which gives it a creamier feel. But it's really, that's all we did. It's a double. Nice. Do you want to go over the, what a double is? 
It's not a double. No, it's... It's a Belgian. Technically Belgian, it's a double. Yeah, a double, a triple, or a tripel, and then a quad. And the way I tell people, just to make it easy, is the higher the numbers go, so the two, the three, the four, usually the darker it goes, or mm -hmm. the sweeter it goes, or the higher in alcohol it goes. So that's kind of the three things. Are you guys going to keep this year-round, or is this a... Yeah, hop along with that sticking around. It's a year-round. Good is thing I brought the, my uh, squealer. <laughs> <laughs> is the, uh, the blackberry one gone? It only shows up September 2nd, or the For first the day of the Blackberry Festival. And I cannot confirm nor deny, but it very well may be very ready and very close. Because it's see. next weekend, so yes. I always want that back. beer, and it's one of those things I feel like every year I'm like, all right, I'm ready. They're going to have it. I'm going to go to the festival. And then, like, you know, your grandma dies. And you leave town, <laughs> and it's like... You miss, yeah. I missed it again, like, four years ago. But his grandma died. <laughs> right, well, and I'm not saying you shouldn't pay homage to somebody's dead grandma. Right, you should love right. your grandma's dead or of alive. Of course. <laughs> I just somehow manage to miss that beer every year now. I've only ever been to the Blackberry Festival once, and it's only because I had to work it at a booth at a previous job. And, Is that kind of miserable? And I didn't get to do anything fun the whole time. It's hot. Well, last year during the Black Bear Festival, that was our opening weekend, and we were slammed. I, I hope it's that this way this year. <coughs> I'm hoping for that at least. But we had a line from the door to the bar, and everybody, almost everybody, was coming in the door saying, are you the guys that have the Black Bear beer? Because mm -hmm. we put up a couple sandwich boards down by the festival. And sure enough, it drew a lot of people in, and... It's very popular. People love the beer, um, and it's we've we did it again this year because we knew it was a, a crowd pleaser. And but we sometimes we like to like last year we took some of it and we aged it in a bourbon barrel. Nice. So it went away a couple of months after the festival, but then it came back, and people were like, "What is this new creation you've given us?" And they loved Special it. Special occasion. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, so, but it it'll it's definitely making a comeback, and it will. Who knows what will happen? We're getting some barrels soon, so maybe we'll do some aging again. Yeah, blackberry is my favorite berry mm -hmm. ever. I mean, you live in the right area. Yes. So forget raspberries, <laughs> forget blueberries, blackberries is the way to right. go. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever you get like a, a fruit smoothie and they dump raspberries in it, mm -hmm. it just becomes like seedy. Yeah. And then you get stuck in your teeth. And it just, <laughs> it's not good. Blackberries. I was actually on a ladder yesterday. Up a pole. Was there a blackberry bush? And there was that a tall I, I put the ladder nice. over the blackberry bush, <laughs> and I was eating blackberries while Very I was good. up at the tap. Actually, <laughs> nice. Yeah. We don't generally discuss our work on the podcast, but that is applicable. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's been a couple of times where I've been like trying to get, trying to get to a tap, and I'm like, oh, hacking through blackberries because they just grow wild everywhere, and you're like, sure. I need to get in there. But, you know, you hack, you hack, oh, grab this, eat it. <laughs> Particularly right now, because they're starting to come in and get really fat and juicy, so yeah. they're yeah. delicious. Okay, what was this one? It was number four? Number four is the cream ale, yeah. Cream ale. Or the A-cream. The A-cream. I don't know. Is that a dirty reference? No, it's a reference to a the A-team. Yeah. A-team. There were other ones in the... Uh, when we were trying to name that, and there were some very dirty ones, but that one is particularly <laughs> not it. <laughs> Should come with like a, a subtitle, the A cream, you know, bruiser pale or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. 
And now, have you done a different cream ale before, or did you just rename it? Because I feel like there was another... We did do a couple of variations with uh, cream ale. We tried some peanut butter in a cream ale one time. That's probably what I'm thinking We called of. it My Dog Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> but we only did one keg of peanut it, and butter. it went quick, yeah. Huh. Well, people I, like peanut butter beer. They do, and I, that's one... I've, it's kind of like a mystery to us. It's one of those ones that I've been trying to work with a lot. I, I have a real strong desire to do a peanut butter porter down the road, and... That'll go really well. Yeah. I tried that. That's so one of my. I'm bored in the kitchen. I'm gonna make some beer this weekend. I tried really hard to make. A, I was gonna call it flugger butter, after a, a character from Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. the guy who wears the little peanut butter cup hat. Yeah. So I wanted to do like a peanut butter cup porter, and I used honey in it, and really the nut came through pretty easily, but the chocolate, the chocolate was the harder one hmm. for me to pull out. For something didn't go right with the cocoa nibs and. The well, chocolate never came out in it. Hmm. But the nut came out really easily, and yep. it was real strong at first, and then it goes out. The flavor kind of goes out over time the longer you keep it. There's some really good peanut butter beers out there. One I can think of is, the, of course, the Belching Beaver from mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And then there's one on the East, call, East Coast called Sweet Baby Jesus that's phenomenal. <laughs> Excellent the, beer. The Belching Beaver is very similar to your um, salted caramel one, where you only want one. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of sweet, it yeah. ends sweet, and it's like, all right, end of the night, which what beer are we having? Mm-hmm. All right, let's yeah. do the really tasty, right? You know, finish the night off strong. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what's next. Eleven is That's chip, chip shot, shot lemon, lemon tea. tea pale. All right, how did you come up with this? Is this a golfing reference? Yeah, we we so our what we wanted to do is we wanted to make it like an Arnold Palmer, and that was the whole idea behind it. And we ended up using. Country Time Lemonade, and then we also used Earl Grey tea. And you get a lot of that tea on the back end, mm-hmm. but you do get a little lemon, and it's a very popular beer. People tend to say it doesn't taste like beer. That's why they like to drink it. You yeah. know who that beer is for? Ryan. We had a request <laughs> from one of our friends. He's like, I need you to make me a podcast episode about beer that is not hoppy, non-hoppy delights. Right. That's the beer for him. I'll have to write this one down, and then... We'll just send him an email with all the non-hoppy beers that he may yeah. like. We're going to make that episode. He, well, he'll have to come sit in, actually. Would we? I don't even know if he would drink the beer. He used to be our boss. Uh-huh. He uh, drank a Hefeweizen with me when we met last week. Oh, I see. You're hanging out with Ryan, and you're not even filming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have left number one and number five. Which one do you want to go for, John? Let's just work our way down the line. Okay, number five is... That would be half of a salesman. Mm. Ah. See, I can't even read it without my glasses. I don't have my glasses on either, so I'm sitting here like <laughs> squinting at the... Yeah. Good thing. He seems to know the numbers all by heart. Yep. Half of a salesman is our Hefeweizen, of course, and it has organic limes in it. So it's a citrusy half, just straight out of the keg. That's unusual. Usually people take the half and they go, you know, banana right. and that kind of thing with it. Well, we had a banana beer, so we didn't want to do the banana. Right. Yeah. Interesting. It's good, though. It finishes like a hef, and it's definitely very citrusy up front with the limes. Have you had the grapefruit hefeweizen from, uh, uh, it's like Schulderberger or something? It's imported from Germany? I don't think so. I bought a six-pack of it from Safeway, and it was like juice. It tasted <laughs> like juice. Beer juice. It was yeah. amazing. Not to be confused with juice. Not gin like- juice. Not. No, there's this it's terrible beverage. Maybe it doesn't exist anymore. This is coming from when I was a sailor in the Navy like a decade ago. There used to be these canned malt beverages called Juice, J-O-O-S-E. 
And they were oh. terrible. So terrible. Malt liquor. That's really good. It is. That's it's another inherently... one of those beers that doesn't seem too much like a beer. Yeah. Hmm. That's what a lot of people say. It doesn't taste like beer. It tastes just like summer. That's good. It tastes though. like summer. That yeah. means it's an it's a good entry level beer. Yeah. That's how we bring more people to the dark There's, side. Sure. Two non hoppy beers. Yeah. 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 Are you listening, Ryan? That's for you too. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think he actually listens. That's fine. We're going to get him to. I'm going to be an eternal optimist, and if he doesn't send me a text message after we release this, I'm going to be like, well, you, I guess you should go listen to it. We just talked mad shit about you. <laughs> okay, so that's the, this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, that's the the only IP we, IPA we have right out now, and it's called Bad... Well, it's called Leroy Brown. I wanted to call it Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. But the baddest man in the whole damn town? You got it. Whole Jim Croce classic, but... People were, or special visit party, they were like, you know, we got to be careful what we say and how we say it to people. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just do Leroy Brown then. But so this is an IPA. But it's a brown. But it's a brown. Mm-hmm. And it's on nitro. Right. Okay. Mmm. Very good combination. What I have a problem with is browns and reds that when you go to a new place, you're, you see a brown and a red. You're like, okay, that's like a baseline. Mm-hmm. From there, you can kind of judge whether or not you're going to want to go a little bit more hoppy or a little bit, you know, darker. Yeah. And every time I drink a brown from a new place, I'm always like, man, just wasted $5 <laughs> on this beer. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to waste $5, you should just go for the wildest thing they have. Yeah. But let's just... All right, nit- but a nitro brown is different, though. Let's see here. It gives it a, a It's interesting. I don't taste. get a lot of smell. Like, there's not a lot on the nose. But once you actually have it and you're tasting it, you get pine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good pine. What's the pine from? It's from the hops. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very resinous hops, if I remember right, that produce yeah. pine. Hmm. It's kind of like a juniper brown. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Nice. So, uh, what made you guys decide to open a brewery? Well, we had a plan. Like I said, it was a three-year plan, and then it turned into a three-month plan. But uh, I had been homebrewing for four or five years before I actually got educated and went to school and actually got some formal education about making beer. And I went through a program called the American Brewers Guild, which is uh, an online program where you do all the study yourself, and then you go to Vermont for a week. And you actually sit through the labs, and you oh, take wow. your exam. Um, you spend a day brewing a beer. You spend a day in the lab looking at yeast and all the different chemistry aspect of it. Then you spend a day doing filtering. And then, of course, you get a couple of days of study there, and then you take your exam. What it really is is a big party because you got a bunch of <laughs> beer-loving people that are all yeah. together. They've all been studying and working exactly. hard. Exactly. And yeah. they're all going to come together for a... Right. And we did it right because we, you know, there was like... I think there was 20 people in our class, give or take, and I reached out to the entire class and I said, "Who's who wants to, to you know get a house?" And we rent a house up there oh, yeah. for nice. a week. And there was about eight of us that did, and it was of course that on the Shenanigans. last night after the exam, that's where the party was, and yeah. it was awesome. We had a blast. And then of course after that, we all had to go back, and then we did all a five-week apprenticeship in a working brewery. Oh, nice. And I did mine out of Sound up in Paul's. And so, as far as an apprenticeship like that goes, you get to pick, or is there 
Some that are accredited or? Well, the, so what they do is the, the school gets a hold of, you know, you get to put your top three choices of breweries you want to work in. And usually, you know, you try and be wherever. Because, you know, I started a day job. So I yeah, worked around that. And then... You're not going to put Budweiser. Exactly. Right. Milwaukee, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of tried to stay as local as possible. And then my boss at, in the shipyard was real cool about it. And he was like, okay, I'm going to put you on nights for, you know, five weeks. And then you can do this in the morning. So I was literally working two jobs then, too. I was doing seven to two at the brewery. And then I'd go to the shipyard from about three to ten. Oh my gosh, when did you sleep? Uh, very little. <laughs> it's kind of like now. I was preparing myself for my life now. Yeah. But uh, it was a five-week apprenticeship, and I had already got to know Brad a little bit, and I learned a lot from Brad just in those five weeks and working in the brewery. And it was kind of cool because, you know, and I think I was kind of like, uh, not necessarily a distraction, but I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't liked, but you don't see many people that walk in a brewery and then all of a sudden they're brewing. It's right. more like you're kind of taking your time, you become a cellarman, and then you work your way up. Yeah. But I walked in day one, and I was up on the platform throwing stuff in the beer. So yeah. it was kind of like a little animosity, I guess. But they were all really cool guys. I mean, was that before or after they moved into their new digs? It was after. It was actually, matter of fact, like a month after. And so I got to brew some of the first batches up there on that beer, or on that uh, system. And hmm. and then, of course, Rainy Days was in the process of taking over right. the old place. And he's done so much. Mike. It's awesome out there. He's done so much for the old place. Yeah. They have, what, like 18 beers on tap? Rainy something Days ridiculous. Does, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Mike is very fortunate. I mean, he, you know, he ran Rainy Days out of his house for so long, so he was saving a lot of money by oh, doing yeah. that. So when he finally got the place, he could go crazy. Yeah. I love that that happens uh, in the craft beer community because it happened in San Diego, too. Like, in San Diego, where... Uh, Stone used to be. Stone got big in their britches and moved on up to their own building. And then mm-hmm. Lost Abbey came in and took over the little system. And yeah. I love that that's happening here, too. Yeah. It's awesome. Polsbo's kind of like a beer Just mecca almost for Kitsap. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have, what, five, five breweries, breweries come yeah. later this year, next year? Actually, I th- what I heard was they're actually opening a lot sooner. They were talking about a soft opening for the Polsbo beer run, which is... Oh, in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. Yes, I'm yeah. actually going to be visible at the Pulsible Beer oh, Run. Oh, are you doing? Are you going to do the beer I'm, run no. this time? No, I'm just going to sit. <laughs> no, I'm just sit and watch. S- I do the beer the- run, and then I run into Valhalla and go, "Where's John?" Yeah, I usually have a bar stool at the end of the bar, and uh, just help with whatever they need. But um, yeah, I will be visible at the Pulsible Beer Run this year because it's actually on a Saturday. And I'll have the oh, day it's off. Saturday? It's on a Saturday. Oh, we don't. I don't have to take a day off from work. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be good. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. There's Ball Hall, Slippery Pig, what, Western Red. Do you mind if I? If no, I don't feel this one? feel. You're welcome to all the salted <laughs> caramel <laughs> beer you want. Um, but yeah, then rainy days and sound, and uh, so yeah. Anyone who wants to run the Pulse of a beer run, you and me actually thought about doing a Bremerton beer run. Creating a Bremerton beer run. Because they've got the Paulsville beer run, and I feel like we have enough breweries here now to foot it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we got four now going on five in the county, so or in the city, so yeah. it could definitely happen. It'd just be that long-distance run from Silver City. No. <laughs> they'd, they'd have to post they'd up somewhere. Play. Well, <laughs> and they do that for the Paulsville one, so maybe they could set up in Ashley's or something like that. Yeah. and. Because yeah. we've got Durbloken, mm-hmm. and then you can make sure there's a little run across the bridge, which is sure. nice. Yeah. We come down here, we you guys, we hit Lovecraft, 
And then at that point, it's kind of like, all right, that, we've got three. Whether Bad Bulldog will be open at that point. Don't know. Is the that's a long There's run though, all there. the way down to Bad yeah. Bulldog. Ooh, that's a su- this would have to be longer than like a four mile <laughs> run. It'd be like, but that's what twelve miles. That's <laughs> a long way. But I do feel like there's enough spaces around here that people could put up for other breweries. You know, come in and somebody or you just go down do into Toro or. Just do two laps do and two? the same breweries. <laughs> <laughs> People will be taking that cheat shortcut and they'll be like cutting up the alley to get to yep. Lovecraft from here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's cool. You're actually like a certified, well, I guess brewer. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's, that's awesome. what that's probably the best title. People say brewmaster, but I don't. I, you got to have experience to be a brewmaster. I haven't been doing it long enough, but I'm getting there. You're a brewmaster it. of dog days. There you go. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 Do you yeah. think that it's important to have a lot of technical training? Because it does seem like there's kind of two groups of brewers, and you know, there's the ones that start as a cellarman, work their way up, and they don't ever have any technical training, right. but they're great at it. And then other people want to go to school and they want to pursue. Well, I think, I don't necessarily think that, you know, because anybody can make it in this industry if you know how to make good beer. But I think the avenue that I took, I think I get more of a chemistry background and more of a understanding of some of the things that, you know, a lot of people that do it because they were just home brewers or they worked in a brewery before, it's by trial and error. And and I'm not saying that ours is a trial and error because it definitely is, but we, I think you know, because I have books over books over books of formulas. And like you said, when you see, go in the bathroom, you see the formulas. You know the, you know, I wouldn't say that I know all those formulas because I do a lot of things where I have shortcuts. I have programs and stuff that will help yeah. me make recipes. But, you know, it's, I definitely think it gives me a competitive edge because I think, you know, we did it in such a short period of time where we were, you know, some of these guys have been brewing for 10, 15, 20 years. And, you know. I do think that you guys have an edge. I think that you came out of the gate really strong, and you've just gotten stronger as you've gone. That's our goal. I mean, that's what we try. We're, we're you know, we're we hope we're not going to crash, but burn. But we're doing good so far, and uh, you know, sales are up, and events are happening, and we're just trying to bring people into the tap room and get them to try our beer. Well, the main thing is having all of your your owners love it and and spend the time and. Mm-hmm want to be here and earlier you mentioned that you know some people have some days off and other people's cover and Mm -hmm. you don't know until four because everyone has day jobs and so when you come in in the evenings yeah like that's that takes commitment that's two full-time jobs it is and it's i mean i value my sundays let me tell you because it's i get to actually relax and but it just depends i mean because sometimes there's things happening like yeah you know next weekend the festival weekend, so we're going to be here all weekend long. Yeah. So it's not going to be one of those take it off weekends, but we'll get through it yeah, for sure. Yeah. No time to mow the lawn. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't mowed my lawn in weeks. I have kids that come in to do that, of course. That's good child labor. Yeah. So, do you want to walk us through uh, like a normal week for you guys? Do you do events at night? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so. Mondays, we usually do a weekly pinball tournament, which pinball is becoming huge. It's a huge thing here now. It is. It's getting so huge. Ever since Another Castle opened up, and they've kind of been bringing it to the table, and now, you know, we have, at any given time, four or five machines. We had a couple pulled out simply because they're being used for a private party, but usually we have four to five machines in here, and it's a big thing. And usually, Mondays, we do pinball tournaments, which get a good crowd in here, and, you know, just regular people are in here as well. So it's kind of, it's growing for sure in the city. 
Um, Tuesdays, we do Taco Tuesdays with El Balcon. Yes, I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's becoming a popular day, I tell you. So El Balcon, um, who kind of reached out to us, and they were actually getting ready to take that step again with them because we decided in the beginning we were going to do baby steps, and we were just going to use word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So they have a taco special on Tuesday, $5 tacos, and then we discount our beer from 5 to 8 if you come over with a receipt or with El Balcon. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the locals, uh, Joe Rogers, he even actually, his comedy group, they did a video and they called it Tightwad Tuesdays where, you know, he had like $15 and he basically got a tacos, came over, got a beer, and everybody was happy. So, um, but that's becoming really big and, uh, and if the next step progresses, we'll get to the point to where we actually have menus on our tables and we'll have a direct line to call El Balcon and then they'll run it over. Oh, nice. So it's going to make it very easy. Yeah, I was going to say, you should just, I'm surprised someone hasn't offered to do that already. Well, it's because they have zero seating over there, yeah. and we have seating. So I have waited in line for my tacos, <laughs> standing <laughs> in the crowded, tiny yeah. little, what, 10 foot by exactly. 10 foot space. Yeah. I do it. Yeah. Because their tacos are awesome. The tacos are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesdays, we do either live music or we do paint and pints. Um, it usually rotates, so we do two paint and pints a month, and we do two. Um, there's a group called Neighbors, and they are a duo of a guitar and a cello. So it's a nice little relaxing jazz thing that we do on Wednesdays. And the other Wednesdays are the paint and pint through Rembrandt Illustration, and you know you pay a certain fee, you get a canvas, paint, a beer, and you come out with a painting. I actually painted last night and uh, it was the paint the pet and I did my best. It didn't look <laughs> great, but Sharon did one and hers was magnificent looking and uh but it was it was definitely an experience. I mean, Danielle's an awesome teacher and she can get you through any painting. So even if you have no artistic talent, it's a very fun class. Maybe I should try again. I did a paint and pipe once. Mm-hmm. I did it over at Lovecraft. Um and we were supposed to paint these like little round flowers and I'm a person who is so bad at like physically painting kinds of with my hands like I can build things in 3d I can laser things I can 3d print things but if you put like a paintbrush in my hand and tell me to paint something <laughs> on this canvas it goes really wrong yeah. to the point where the people who are running them they'll walk by and they'll be like right right um I see that you've just decided to do something completely different from what we're doing but that's good yeah you do you and I'm like <laughs> That was a foot. There's a foot. All right, fine. That's what Daniel always says. It's an artistic expression. You do what you do want to do. It's okay. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with the painting. Uh, Thursdays, we have our weekly trivia game from Trivia Time Live. So every Thursday, one of our busiest nights. We're, I'm so glad they're still in business. Oh, they're doing great. Yeah. They're actually expanding more and more. Yeah. They're doing, opening more and more shows or games every week. So. Are we sure that that one trivia host isn't 12, though? Who, Miles? Yeah. <laughs> Miles is awesome. He's just quirky, but Miles is a great guy. He is. He looks twelve, but yes, he's a great guy. He he does probably three or four shows a week. I know he does Slaughter County here, Lovecraft. So yeah, he's quirky, but he's a good guy. Imagine taking that leap to just do trivia like full time. Like yeah. I have an idea. I want to do trivia. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, we'll do it on like Tuesdays. <laughs> and oh, you want to bring your friends over to the house? Yeah. No, 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 no. I want to go places and get strangers. And get strangers to play, to play trivia. trivia. Yeah. And it's like, wait, like part time? No, I want to 
do it full time. <laughs> I'd imagine that's the thing you ease into. You try your hand a couple of times before you just go, I'm going to do this full time and make all my money asking people questions. It's popular. I mean, I think, it, <laughs> you know, Lance Whitaker, he's the yep. mastermind behind it, and he's got a good thing going. I used to go to the Trivia Time Live over at uh, Clearwater Casino. Mm-hmm. They actually gave away money. Oh, yeah. Which was yeah. the only reason we ever went there. Like, we would go to Tisley's, but they'd give away, like, coupons for food. And then other places would also give out, like, coupons and yeah. stuff. The casino was the only place you actually won cash. And uh, that's why we went to the casino. And it was, like, a little old bar. So pretty much the size of your whole restaurant was right. a bar. Yeah. And, uh, or your brewery. And uh, there'd be, like, 40 teams all doing Trivia Time Live. And uh, just a lot of fun. I think they, they do that out at the point, or not the point, that Clearwater for their end-of-year party now, and they had like 60 teams this last year. Huge. I haven't played in years. Massive giveaway prizes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I haven't played in years. They gave away slot tickets because mm. they wanted you to go play slots with sure. the money they just gave you. It's like, yeah. nope, cash out. Thank you. I'm out of here. All my drinks are free tonight. I'm done. Clever. <laughs> yeah. You guys keep Fridays and Saturdays open? Fridays and Saturdays are kind of like our... It is kind of open. I mean, Fridays we do usually live music or comedy uh, with Kitsap Comedy or Comedy and Kitsap, the local group around here in Bremerton. And then Saturdays is usually music. There's an occasional, or once a month we do a drag show, which I know uh, they do it out at Slaughter County they as do. well. I saw some interesting pictures of Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Scott's, <laughs> Scott's odd. He's, he's one of those ones that, yeah, I've seen uh, a couple of pictures of him dressed in a drag and whatnot. He's, I uh, told him that I wanted to see him dress in drag, and he said the dog ate his heels, and that that wasn't a joke. And I was like... Okay. Well, Scott, looks like we'll be posting a picture of that <laughs> yes. event. Yes, oh, we'll put yeah, this we'll on all our social media. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, we're closed on Sundays, so our one day to relax a little bit. So That's awesome. You guys take the the one day to just kind of, yeah. We need it to re-energize just because we we all get burned out. And it, you know, we find, or at least I find, that it helps to have a, you know, a weekend where you just kind of go away every Mm -hmm. once in a while. Like, we'll take a trip down to Portland or... In September, I'm going to head down to Vegas for a weekend. I don't know there how much go. sleep I'll get, but at least I'll be away Doesn't from matter. here. <laughs> what happens yeah. in Vegas, you know, Absolutely. stays there. Yeah, exactly. for sure. And you guys are about to have your anniversary, right? Yes. Uh, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th is our one-year anniversary for Bean Dog Days. It would be two years for if we were still Wobbly Hops. Uh, and the Black Bear Festival, of course, is going on, so it's a big event. A lot of walking traffic mm-hmm. should be, hopefully... Our fingers crossed. A good weekend, no rain, because we're going to have live music out in the street. We're going to have the street closed. We'll have live music. Um, we'll also have the Masa wood-fired pizza truck come out Ooh. making pizzas, and we will be breaking out a bunch of new beer. Um, Buckberry's going to make Isn't that fun? Beer. Isn't that fun? Like oh, you, you have a bunch saved up for yeah. for the special occasions, and uh-huh. then yeah. Then you blow out, and yep. it's like, well, sorry. Yeah. It, it blew in two and a half hours. Time for a vacation in Vegas. Yeah. That's right, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have some surprises this weekend, or the coming weekend, but uh, definitely live music and whatnot on Saturday. Close the street up and everything, but Sunday and Monday will just be regular hours, and but hopefully busy. Any Labor Day plans? Uh, brewery. Working here. That'll well, be the whole for the brewery. Oh, just, you know, just the party on the okay. second. But other than that, we have, we've talked about trying to do some live music maybe on Sunday as well. There's a new band called 
bacon grease that we're trying to <laughs> trying to help them get established. So I've asked them if they want to play Sunday. We haven't heard back from them yet, but it's possible they might be playing. What kind of music do they play? I think they do a style of a little bit of like a rock, but also influences both a little punk and a little bit of folk. So it could be very, very For a minute, I thought you were going to say rock, but influenced a little bit by bacon. <laughs> it could be that, too. They just show up in a bacon suit. Yeah. You know? Have you ever seen that um, YouTube channel where it's like the, they just do everything bacon? Have you no. seen that? No. Yeah, they made like a bacon chili where they lined the thing with bacon. Wow. Like the crock pot with bacon, dumped all the chili stuff in, then dumped more bacon in the chili, and then layered the top with more bacon, and then they Jesus. baked it. A lot crock- of bacon. Dude. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll have to, maybe we'll link the YouTube video. Do you ever video. play um, Borderlands? Borderlands 2? No. Sorry. Bacon is for sycophants and products of incest? That's no? a little robot. It's not a robot. Uh, it's a character named Tannis. But oh, I thought it was saucy. a little robot from. I love those the little games. robot. No, it's from a crazy woman, like out in the middle of the desert. And when you, she introduces herself, literally, that's what she tells you. She doesn't believe in bacon. It's oh, wow. for sycophants and products of incest. <laughs> she feels really strongly about that. I don't know if bacon, I could live though. my life that way. Yeah. I bacon do like is bacon. one of those things I have to have. So I was in uh, Spokane. I went and ran the uh, Bloomsday. Uh, run, which is a big giant run they hold every year. It's a couple of years ago now, and um, we stayed with some friends and we had bacon for breakfast and eggs and pancakes and stuff just to kind of carve up for the run. And I hadn't eaten bacon in forever just because I don't normally buy bacon. I mean, you're keto; you can have bacon. Yes, very true. But <laughs> what I was gonna get at is. My fingers looked like mini sausages because I ate <laughs> so, so much ate bacon. <laughs> I ate so much bacon. And like halfway through the run, I was running with my hands open because they were just swollen oh, from wow. the salt and lack of water. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That is crazy. <laughs> it is. So, All right. I feel like we're kind of winding down. Yes. I feel so. Well, we've officially almost finished the tasters. It looks like it. You guys have pretty much tore it up. We're champions. Yeah. And they're all gone. That was 12? That was a lot. It was 12. Although I am still not as tipsy as I was at Slaughter. Last week? (laughs) Last time? Well, this, you know, he was smart and didn't pour us all pints. (laughs) (laughs) So. You know how we should finish this? No, I don't. We should have you tell the audience your tagline oh our tagline of course uh dog days brewing sit stay drink <laughs>